Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Rudy Giuliani. Hello, America. You're listening to the Rudy Giuliani Show. And I am very grateful that you're checking in with us, and I suggest that you stay with us today because a lot of news to cover, a very consequential news uh, right across the world. I mean, murder, murder, murder everywhere. It's unbelievable, unbelievable. New York and, and, and Ukraine and young children and elderly people and so let's cover it and see if we can make some head or tails of it. And, you know, and with common sense, that's our that's our goal here, right? With common sense, maybe we can get to some, if not solution, maybe a better way of looking at it. Because we're definitely doing a lot of things wrong in this country. So I'm going to start off with this. Uh, every day there's an embarrassing, uh, critical, important screw-up by the Biden administration. So let's talk about the MIG uh, uh, fighters that uh, Ukraine uh, needs desperately. I mean, all you have to do is watch television and you can figure out they need them. I don't know how many dead bodies we have to look at and see to convince ourselves that not only is carrying on a war that the UN wants to call an engagement or something, but he's carrying on a barbaric war. He is deliberately killing uh, children. He's uh, deliberately attacking hospitals where women are giving birth. This is unthinkable in the modern world, and it falls on the United States. I know we don't want to hear that, and I know we're war-weary, and I know we don't want to get bogged down in another country. Gosh, almighty, I know that, and I feel it, and I feel he knows it. And I see what he's doing as a psyops operation. A psy- this is psychological warfare as much as it is everything else for the benefit of him and sort of as a, a stalking horse for, uh, for Xi and, and for Xi and, and, and China. So uh, let's, let's go through this one a little bit and you'll get, you'll get the point of what I'm saying. So it, it's quite clear that President Zelensky needs airplanes. For example, you could take out that convoy with airplanes. You could contest bombings before they got there. You could try to find the places where the rockets are being... Well, okay, he needs that. Let's, let's listen to Cut uh, 9, and let, let's, let's have him speak for himself. We are speaking about closing the sky. You can't decide to close or not to close. You can't decide. If you are united against the Nazism and this terror, you have to close. Not me. Don't wait me asking you several times, a lot, million times, close the sky. No, you have to phone us to our people who lost their children and say, sorry, we didn't do it yesterday. 
one week ago. We didn't push Putin. We didn't speak with him a lot. We didn't found, find the dialogue with him. We, 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 we did nothing. He is speaking about our president. He is speaking about the president of the United States of America. He is speaking about the president of the strongest military in the world. And he is speaking to the president of the country that is the great city on the hill, the hope of freedom for mankind. This is at least what our forebears thought they gave to us. And this man is, among other things, dishonoring us. And it isn't, this isn't an honor like, you know, you insulted me and we're going to have a duel. This dishonor plays itself out by energizing dictators. Please read my book, if you can find it, Leadership. One chapter just called Stand Up to Bullies. If you live through the 20th century and you haven't learned this lesson, you are either fatally dumb, as he, he is, left back in the third grade, cheated his way through law school, always seen as the dumbest man in the Senate, or you've got ideological problems because when you become a communist, you see the world the way they see it. I and mean, it's absolutely absurd what the things they will, they will buy. So... We see these people being killed. We see them being slaughtered. When, when people argue against, you know, well, we shouldn't intervene too much and we shouldn't risk war, I get it. I understand it. They're my friends uh, on the right. And, but I am a little disappointed that they don't see that this is a very strong, uh, uh, there's a very strong competing argument. We encouraged Ukraine to enter uh, the EU, European Union, and NATO. I mean, actually, I think I can probably find quotes just a f about a year ago where we did it, and Biden himself personally did it. It's the, it's the um, prospect that Ukraine will become a NATO um, participant that frightens Putin. And from the point of view of strategy... Let's take away how insane he is, but from the point of view of strategy, he's right. I mean, that, that this, is, this is to them what Cuba was to us uh, when John Kennedy and, and, and Khrushchev had their major standoff, except John Kennedy was a man. I mean, John Kennedy was a, an American who loved this country, almost died for this country. Whatever else you think of him, you know, Republican, Democrat, with all the all the all the uh, the, the uh, extracurricular activities that you never know what's true, what isn't true. You don't know exactly what's true and what isn't true about the assassination. All of that. Put all of that aside. Put it all aside. This this man is the kind of man you'd want uh, when everything's on the line. If I were, you know. Trapped as I was on September 11, I said to myself, I thank God I'm with Bernie Carrick and, and Denny Young and, 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 and the others that I were with. Strong, strong people with great patriotism and love of this country. 
understanding what's happening to us. So let's listen to Secretary Blinken setting the expectation that they're going to get the MiGs just, uh, uh, just a couple of days ago, March 6th. That's cut 11. That gets a green light. In fact, we're talking uh, with uh, our Polish friends right now about what we might be able to do to backfill uh, their needs if, in fact, they choose to provide these fighter jets to, to the Ukrainians. Uh, what could we do? How can we help to make sure that uh, they get something to backfill the planes that they're handing over to, to the Ukrainians? We're in very active discussions with them about that. Well, just so you get it, um, they've lost a lot of air, airplanes. Uh, uh, po- um, Poland, I'm sorry. Ukraine has. And, uh, uh, and they've done a lot of good work. I mean, this, this thing sh- should have been over in three days, right? And we're going into the weekend. We've got it still going on hot and heavy. Uh, but now they, they, they lost a lot of planes. Now, they, don't, they do not know how to fly our aircraft. What would be the F-16, I guess? Uh, the, the Poles do, apparently. So here's, here's the trade. It's a simple one. I mean, if you ever traded baseball cards, you'd figure this one out. Uh, the Poles will give their MiGs, I think it's about 20, maybe more. I, I have it here, but I just can't put my finger on it right now. Uh, Let's say the Poles have about 20 or maybe even 30 of these, of these air, uh, airplanes. And the, the, the Ukrainians are expert, experts at flying them. I mean, this is the major Russian equivalent to our F-16 line, the F, the F line. And a lot of debate about which is better. I've spent a lot of time today going through that with, uh, with Dave, with, with David and, uh, it, it, case, but I think we definitely are superior in terms of maneuverability, certainly at high altitudes, we're much, much better. This is, these are basically low-altitude planes, and, and we can match them, particularly in flexibility. But in any event, they can't fly that plane. It's too late to teach them now, apparently. So easy thing to do, right? We're going to move in enough F-16s, I think it's F-16, we're going to move enough of them in to the Polish air base that will replace the MiGs, and the MiGs go to go to... Go to their friends, their uh, uh, friends in blood, friends in being friends and business associates, and friends in the desire for freedom in a part of the world that's seen so much tear- tyranny. Well, Blinken said the obvious thing. Of course we'll give you the planes. This isn't asking us to put a soldier in, 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 in the conflict. It isn't even asking us to do a no-fly zone, which I think we should do, by the way, by now. And uh, so now let's listen to, uh, I think just a day later, uh, Mr. Kirby, who, who, who speaks for, um, for, for President uh, Biden. This is cut number eight. Polish generosity is clearly on display for the whole world to see. But at this time... We believe the provision of additional fighter aircraft provides little increased capabilities at high risk. We also believe that there are alternative options that are much better suited to support the Ukrainian military in their fight against Russia. And we will continue to pursue those options. That is such garbage. First of all, at a time like this, you you don't substitute your judgment for theirs. They're on the line. They're, they're, They're... Men, women, and children are being slaughtered. They're on the verge of possibly having their capital city taken away and their president assassinated and the mayor of, 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 of Kiev 
being assassinated and the mayor of Kharkiv being assassinated and, and just the young children alone makes this a compelling situation. They know better what they need than we do, Kirby, or all of our, you know, gosh almighty, maybe if you took some of those damn stars off these guys, they'd think better. Give them the damn planes. And what risk is there? What, what, you're going to give them the planes. You're not going to go shoot anybody. They're going to do the sh- Their lives are at risk. And boy, if we can't at least take this risk, what the hell are we worth? Give them the planes. Just give them the planes. And then, you know, Blinken has got to fix it all up. Just listen to this. I mean, he's the guy that gets made a fool of. He's the guy that said the obvious thing. And then this is how we end the subject. This is Blinken number two. I cannot remember a time where we've seen such unity in the transatlantic relationship, both in policy and in principle. Uh, We are united in strengthening our security assistance to Ukraine for its heroic defenders. We're united in increasing our assistance to the people of Ukraine who are suffering grievously due to the growing humanitarian catastrophe inflicted upon them by Moscow's invasion. And we're united in our efforts to raise the costs on the Kremlin for waging this ongoing war of choice, which has already displaced more than two million Ukrainians. Earlier this week, Prime Minister Johnson announced an additional 175. We can cut it now. We can, we can cut it now. I mean, you don't have to hear any more of this nonsense. I mean, the man's lying. You heard Zelensky plead for it. You heard Zelensky say they're not together. Now, we're together, but they're not. That's not being together, Blinken. This is what I can't stand about the State Department. I wanted to be Secretary of State. They lie to the detriment of the national interests of the United States. So when you get back, we'll, we'll, we'll finish this thought, and then we'll move on to murder here in New York. And then my final thoughts for what will be a very, I think, important weekend. Stay tuned. Rudy Giuliani on 77 WABC. Here I am, Rudy Giuliani. I hope you're there, too. Uh, you can chat with me by calling 1-800-848-9222. Okay? And... Um, I'm going to get to one of the callers here because it's um, pretty much right right on point. I'm going to go to Gary. Gary? Yeah, hey, Mayor, how are you doing? I'm doing okay, uh, Gary. How are you? Fine, thank you. Listen, uh, I, I think that the planes should be given to Ukraine, and they should be switched out by the U.S. Give you, give, uh, we should give Poland some upgraded planes, too. I mean, the planes with the F-15s are better, and that protects Poland. After all, they're going to be next on the hit list. And I think that uh, if Ukraine can fly those planes, why not give it to them, you know? Let them defend their country. They want to fight for their, their own country, let them fight for their own country. I have no problem with that. Give them all the guns and rockets and bombs they need. Uh, I wish you were Secretary of Defense, my friend. Um, th- th- that, that's the right attitude. That's the right American attitude. These people are fighting for freedom. They're fighting for freedom because to some extent we misled them into thinking they could easily, or not easily, but they get into EU, NATO, and now we're getting chicken. You know, we're, we're, our hands are shaking because, God forbid, Putin might do something. Uh, you're right on every, every, every score possible. I mean, there's no time right now to teach them how to, how to handle the F-16 or even an earlier version of it. So they got the MiGs. Give them the MiGs. 
By the way, the Polish uh, pilots, I'm told, can handle the F-16. And I'm going to guess they prefer it. It's got a little more flexibility. It's basically got the edge against the MiG. And uh, I, I don't see the difficulty with this. This should not be difficult. We're not asking him to, we are asking him to do it, but he's not doing the no-fly zone, and nobody's really asking for boots on the ground, including Zelensky. Maybe he'd like it, maybe he wouldn't like it, but he's not asking for it. This, this is pathetic. This president is pathetic. But then it redounds to the detriment of the United States, and we have to expect this is going to encourage more of this by uh, people like uh, Xi in, uh, in China, that we sound, you know, for the, one of the first times in history that the country can get really pretty much pushed around the world, and we don't seem to agree with each other. Blinken thinks they should get the planes. Kirby says we're not getting the planes. Little Red Lionhood says we're not getting the planes. We're not giving them the planes. And, and then Kirby goes on and tells us they wouldn't be important. Why do they try to make fools out of us? Why? I don't know, Gary, doesn't it just get you when they want to make a fool out of you? It's like, it's like when Miley, General Useless Miley, said that the Bagram Air Force Base was not strategically important. Now, I don't know. I think a kid taking 12-year, a 12-year-old kid taking geography would say, gee, if it's only 400 miles from China and it has all these big airplanes that can go bomb China, Sounds to me, if God forbid China turned their sights on us, we got an advantage because I don't think they have a base 400 miles from us. Uh, they may have missiles, we do too, but they got to come across a big ocean. Gives us the time to show that our missile defense works because Democrats have done everything they can to, to, to hide that from us because it, it, it wasn't as bad as it was under Trump. They don't want Reagan to get the credit because Reagan fought everybody on that, including just about every Democrat. And I don't have to tell you where Biden was on. All you need to know is he's been wrong about every issue of foreign policy in which he's taken a position, strong, medium, whatever. So let's try, let's see, we think we can get one more in. We're getting to the weekend, and I want to make sure we get as many of these in as we can. How about we go to Peter? Hello, Mr. Mayor, how are you? I'm okay, Sorry. Peter. This was Staten Island. Oh, you weren't there the other, we're, we're going to be back near the end of the month. I, look, I'd go there every day if I could. couple of friends over there. I grew up well, next time Island. you come, I'll give you a warning, okay? Please come. Yeah, will do. All right, so what's up? I want to talk about Kamala Harris. <laughs> she looked like a deer looking into the headlights when the, the reporter from Kroger asked her about the MiG-29s. <laughs> then she tried to laugh it off <laughs> with the Polish uh, president right down and there, and he gave her the hands down, like, uh, don't even try that. Uh, you know, too bad we're, we're on radio and not television. I, I was just looking at that with Dr. Maria because she wanted me to play it. And uh, I can't quite get the flavor of it. I mean, ba ba basically, he told her to knock it off. And, uh, and the hand signals are really necessary to understand it. I mean, I've done those press conferences, and they're sort of ceremonial. And, and to have a hard time with that, and then the giggling, I, I, you know, I hope you realize I don't giggle like that. I was giggling just to be 
sarcastic, I guess. But the giggling during the thing? I don't know, is that an illness or something? Or what the hell is it? But And we send this, I don't know how you describe her. I mean, Duda, I know uh, uh, President Duda. Know him for quite some time, actually. Uh, I don't know, first time I went there was 03, I believe, 04. It's when, um, it's when they had the, the disputed election between the two victors, you know, the, the Russian victor and the Ukrainian victor. Victor and the Ukrainian victor won, but they attempted to kill him, and they came very close, and I always say they killed his spirit. When we come back, we're going to uh, talk a bit about you know what's going on in the city, what's going on politically, uh, and uh, then we're going to have the mayor's uh, final words. Come back. Giuliani Show. Back again. This is Rudy Giuliani with the Rudy Giuliani Show. This is the place uh, you can chat with me at 1-800-848-9222. And together, using common sense, we'll get to the right solutions. Or sometimes you get to the right questions. I mean, there are things that are not necessarily solutions all the time. Not everything, not every, not everyone... Not every problem is susceptible to a solution, but everything is susceptible to making it better. And I I just want to say a few things about WABC for a minute, if I may. And this is not a paid uh, advertisement. This is from the heart. I sent out a a, a tweet today about uh, uh, a guy that I really admire, and that's that's Greg, Greg Kelly. And uh, I sent out out the tweet uh, because um, he understands what it means to be America and an American. Go to, go to, um, go to Twitter and see if you can find his tweet. But my answer was this. This comes from a man who Lincoln would call a true American. When asked, Lincoln said, the man who understands and embraces the God-given inalienable rights in our foundational documents is the better American. Slava Ukraina. God bless America. Well, uh, in that in that uh, uh, tweet that I w- want you to go get of Greg's, he understands America. The, well, the minute people are fighting for freedom, truly, legitimately, the minute people are going to put their lives on the line to fight for freedom, they connect to America. We cannot always help. When we can't, it's sad. But when we can help, I prefer an America that does than an America that's too war-weary not to. And I do because I think that is what made us and makes us the greatest city, uh, country in the city, I would say city on a hill and greatest country in the history of the world. We should be cautious about it. We should be prudent about it. The lives of our soldiers are precious and, 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 and have to be protected. But America as the leading light of the world is critical to a civilized world. 
I don't know. I mean, I think we narrow it sometimes and we don't get it. You know that if America is dethroned as the critical country in the world, as the beacon of freedom and democracy, and it's being done in many ways, all that summer, you know, of 2020 and trying to defeat Trump, those riots were devastating. And our response to it, pathetic. And the Democrats said nothing to stop it and frankly enjoyed it. Because all they think about is politics. We've got to get above that. This country is too important. It's too important to the world. I mean, it's simple. Simple to understand. If China wins, then this world is guided by China. Then instead of going to a beacon of freedom with your problems, you go to a monster regime that kills 60 million of its own people, that is currying currently attempting to eliminate the Uyghurs, eliminate them. And that's why this battle, this, this, this fight for Ukraine is so important. There's, a, there's, there's below the surface here a Hitler-like uh, avaricious desire to take land. I don't care what his justification for it is. Uh, you, you don't blow up children's hospitals and when you do, you give a pretty good indication you better not be taking over lands because you're going to turn the place into a, 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 an uncivilized, barbarian, oppressive regime, which you're real comfortable with because you put those people in the gulag and, oh, my goodness, and China is worse than you are. And it, it, it's like uh, you're the only guy left. Hmm? High Noon. See the movie. Brilliant movie. Gary Cooper was the only guy left. Everybody else walked out. But Gary Cooper was the kind of man who couldn't live with himself if he didn't act in accordance with his duties as he saw them. Well, I'm telling you, Greg Kelly is like that. And this, uh, this uh, network, this station, is filled with people like that. Bo, I just listened to the... I just listened to the uh, the introduction or, or the tease, actually, for Bo's show that's coming up today. There's a man who's got just you, just, you just feel his love of freedom. You feel it. You feel it. You get it. And well, we can go to the morning with, um, you know, with uh, Sid and Ben. Wow. So I, I want to thank uh, John uh, Castamatidis and Margot Castamatidis. And uh, for what they put together here. It hasn't been easy, and it's not even done yet. But this is a place where you can do free speech. That shouldn't be a great accomplishment, should it? That should, that should be something that you say, oh, well, that's good. John did free speech. You know, he, he, he allows his people to speak their mind. That's what it's about in America, right? Well, it is a big thing because John understands how this costs him, understands what this does. He is, in, he is in a major, major business. And, um, but I guess it's in the DNA of Greeks. You say freedom, something happens to a Greek. I mean, they would say, and isn't a bad argument, they invented it. 
but it emerged really, you know, it emerged from from the uh, Aristotle, which is pretty much the dialogues of Plato, and then the Aristotelian uh, uh, basic rewrite of that and, and deeper knowledge of it. And then the attempts at, at democracies in Greece and Rome, they, they, they fell apart, and, but the attempts at it. And then we can go on and on and on. But this is our contribution to the world. And therefore, we do have an obligation to protect it. And when we fall back and we don't, we really do look like cowards. I don't know if it's what Biden was saying or the way he says it. But when he says it, he looks like a sniveling little coward. We understand, you know, you've decided you don't want to put troops in. We get it. You say it once, that's it. But he wants to make sure that Putin doesn't hurt him or hurt us. We're not going to put it in. You know, no, we're not going to put troops. We're not going to put troops. We're not going to put troops. But we will help. But we're not. I don't know how many people will die because of this delay in transferring airplanes. Airplanes. We're, we're not American pilots. Not um, It's airplanes. Air, Russia does this all the time. Russia's killed our people this way. And for them, it's all politics. They just want to spin, 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 spin. Hmm? I mean, it's... You know, here's what I mean. Here's what they're concerned about. Who's going to get blamed? Oh, yeah, who's going to get blamed for inflation and for all the terrible damage <coughs> to our economy and the price of gasoline and going up way through the roof? Putin. Putin did it. Well, it's such a damn lie. I mean, you... You just take a look at the price of oil and gas. It was going way up long before Putin came along. Did uh, Putin add to it? Yes. Did Putin create it? 100% no. The, the, the decisions made by Biden were so inherently irrational and so inherently against the interests of the country that he spawned to protect that it came back to bite us in a year. We were energy independent when this country was handed to him, and immediately he did everything he could to make us energy dependent because, God forbid, we should use fossil fuels. That's at the core of both this war and the unbelievably devastating inflation that we face that hurts the poor more than it hurts anyone else. And this is, you know, from the party of the poor that now is the party of Silicon Valley, the bankers and financiers who love to do business with communist China, like Joe did, and the, the, the others, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. So... Watch the spin, huh? It's it's Putin's uh, uh, fault that that our price of gasoline is going up. Well, did he contribute? Yeah, but who started? Who started the, the 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 train on the way to financial ruin? Uh, who loaded it up with useless spending? Who? Uh, who undermined the ability to discipline the budget at all 
out of control, Joe. The, the, and then one last thing I'll leave you with for which it would be really hard to contain myself. Military budget. Okay, if we're going to spend like drunken sailors, as John McCain used to say, let's at least spend it on our military so that they can protect us and send a little fear into the hearts of she. And all we do is sound like whining. We, we, we want to avoid, we want to avoid, 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 avoid. And, 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 the rea- and the reality is we end up, we end up now with no options. We have no real options except lying to you. It's going to be very hard, you know, in a book, which I'm going to write. It's going to be very hard to figure out just what's the worst of all that he's done so far. Cutting off the Keystone Pipeline, basically cutting off American uh, oil and American gas, making us dependent. That's pretty darn bad. Allowing this crime wave to, 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 to destroy American cities and never talking about it, never doing anything, anything at all about it. Uh, so, um, boy, 2022 can't come fast enough. So let's go to the home front for a moment where we all have to live and die. Um, First of all, in in an exercise of purely idiotic judgment, the first people to get this legal pot are going to be convicts. And uh, the the man, um, let me just take you through one case, if you don't mind, because you you have to isolate it down to one case to see what Hochul and Cuomo before her and uh, de Blasio, and now Adams, because he's done nothing. His crime numbers are worse than de Blasio. So don't, don't be fooled by, you know, I'm against crime. <laughs> Just remember what a phony he is. I'm going to give you plain clothes, men, except they're going to have police written on them. Hey, you really think we're stupid, don't you? Gosh almighty. So there's a murder that maybe tells the tells the story better than any other. And it's a horrific, uh, terrible, terrible, horrific, terrible, terrible murder done by a man named Marklin. And it was in the Bronx. And uh, the dead body... The dead body of the victim was found. 80, uh, I'm sorry, Marklin is the, is the gentleman who, was, who, who, who lost his life. He was 83 years old. It happened on March uh, 3. And I don't know how this man could possibly be out. He was convicted way back in the 60s of murder. He was convicted later of murder. So now we have two murders that he's convicted of. Why would you ever let him out of jail? Why? Oh, then he did another murder. So, this, I, 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 I spent time on this because I usually do statistics with you. And the statistics are enormously important, and they help me a lot 
in making, um, in making judgments about where to allocate resources and who to reward and who not to reward. And it, it gave me a chance to take, to take uh, uh, pre, um, precincts where they brought crime down and have them work with ones that brought them up. I mean, it was extremely dynamic for us. And my commissioners uh, from, from, uh, from Bratton to Safer, to uh, Bernie Carrick, it, it utilized it brilliantly, and Ray Kelly did the same thing and, and, and expanded on it. As did Bloomberg. Uh, they 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 made it even more modern, more relevant. See, that's called reality, not the garbage they do. So Harvey Marshallin, eighty-three years old, is the one that is charged with concealment of a human corpse. On March third, they found a uh, they found a dead body in his in his house, and he was on lifetime parole starting on August of 2019. Now this is this is just a short little article, but it's it just like you look at it and you keep looking at it. Marcelin has two prior convictions in the death of ex-girlfriends. On April 18, 1963, he fatally shot a girlfriend in Manhattan, convicted of murder. Released on May 1984. Well, it took a long time. By November, he's being charged with fatally stabbing another girlfriend in Manhattan. Her body was found in a bag near Central Park. Convicted of manslaughter. Released on lifetime parole on August of 2019. And this murder took place in Brooklyn, took place in Brooklyn. And what you, what, 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 what you found was a human head found in a shopping cart torso in the suspect's home in Brooklyn. I mean, this is, um, this is on them. This doesn't happen in a city and a state when, uh, when there is sensible leadership. So this is August 2019. So we can thank this to um, not just the bail laws, because this is parole, but, but, a, but a governor who had no concern at all for innocent people, who didn't step at night thinking, how can I keep the people safe? You do not keep people safe. When you allow a two-time murderer to go out, caution within hours, kill somebody else. That is the basic thinking of the modern Democrat progressives. So keep that in mind for 2022. When we come back, we will do the mayor's final thoughts, not only for today, but for the weekend. And uh, please come back because hopefully... They'll help you make some sense of this as we go into the weekend. God bless you. And now it's time for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Mayor's Final Thoughts. This is Rudy Giuliani, and I am back with you for the Mayor's Final Thoughts, sponsored by the wonderful, beautiful Tunnel to Towers Foundation, T2T.org, $11 a month will help to take care of families that have lost their loved ones. 
who died in uniform, died serving and protecting us, and those who have lost their limbs and therefore have lost their ability to, uh, they've lost their ability to really take care of themselves in a way that, you know, comports with their dignity and their self-respect. And remember, the people who do things like this, these are people with, 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 with a sense of honor and a, and a sense of proportion and something like this. <laughs> They're also physically remarkable people. Uh, so something like this can be a, an enormous, enormous, enormous loss for them. And I can't tell you, because I've been dealing with this organization now for 20 years, and they've been doing this for 16, I can't tell you what it means to these people when it happens. My goodness, for 11 bucks a month, you can be part, you can be part of that. You can be a big, big part, big, big part of it. So I have someone up in Maine. And when they're that far away, I want to just give him a minute uh, to get on. Is he still with us? Can we go to him? Well, maybe he's off. Is he still with us? Mr. Giuliani. Yes, there you I'm are. Sure today. So what's up? So, oh, I just wanted to say I really appreciate your insight with dealing with the Russian invasion. You know, with you being the mayor of New York City when it was attacked and all. Um, yes. I think it's really important to get advice on things from people that have experience with it, you know? So you've got to get to the point quick because we're, we're running out of time for the weekend. What's that, the point? Can I get some advice on how to marry my cousin? Okay. Uh, you know, we, we were really nice to put you on. And at a time like this, with the things that are going on, would you grow up? And try to become a man, huh? What a what what how how sad. Well, we're going into the weekend. We'll be back on Sunday, Doctor Ryan and I, uncovering the truth. And we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna focus on where we are and what has to be done. And uh, the podcast that I have out right now. If you if you do them in t together, this one and the one before, what I try to do is um, going back to my experience of working for for President Reagan, uh, running New York City for eight years and having had to make many many critical decisions about violence and how to deal. I lay out I lay out all the things that could be done to stop Putin, and then I take off the table ones that. Uh, uh, aren't going to be done because of other issues. Even do a drawing to show you that. Like for example, we could send in hundred thousand troops, but there are reasons we don't, and those are good, solid, articulable reasons. And uh, similarly, uh, the no-fly zone. But then we go down to some of the others. Why are we late with everything we send them? Why are we resisting uh, letting them get airplanes? Why is it that even the ammunition is always getting there late? Is this because we have a basically seriously incompetent administration that's not any right? Talk Radio 77 WABC.